Welcome to Knowing Truth with Scott Rambo, where we're devoted to learning the truths of the Bible and how to apply those truths to life. Let's go to this week's lesson and see what God desires us to know about Him. The question tonight is how do we live an authentic Christian life? On your handout, authentic meaning real, true, genuine, the real thing. An authentic Christian life. Because we, we don't have to even really say anything about it. We all know those who claim to be Christians, but yet the fruit of their life shows different, right? They say that they say that they know God, but yet they they don't just live up to what they say they they believe. I've been there before. Before I was saved, I was saved at seventeen. I lived in church. Like my dad was a preacher, I'd been a pastor and and I played music. I was there. I did all the things that all the the youth does growing up in in church, but yet I wasn't a part of the church. God wasn't my God. I just knew about him. Right? And and when people would ask, you know, you go to such and such church, I would say, Well, yeah, of course. And isn't your dad the pastor of such and such church? And I'd say, Yeah. And the whole time I was living like I wasn't a preacher's kid, right? I was living like I wasn't a churchgoer. Thank God that he saved me nevertheless because Lord knows I didn't, I wasn't good. I can only speak to myself. And if we're true, if we're true to ourselves, we know that we're not as good as we should be, especially whenever we're trying to live up to, to God's standards. So, Aptat, uh, like I said, I didn't come up with that. That was something that John Piper said he's been living by for years, and uh, I'm not, uh, I'm humble enough to say that I didn't come up with it, but I'm also uh, very keen on using things that godly people before me has figured out. <laughs> Does that make sense? We don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's been many people that have lived a holy life that have walked in the Spirit, like the Bible says, that we can look to, and their fruit shows that they're, they're, they're righteous people. We're not going to use the word good people, but they have good works that come out of their life. We know that God's in their life because of that, so we can look to them like a John Piper or, or, or somebody that we know you can insert your own person. And uh, if they've got something figured out, I want to use it. I really do. So aptat, the first one was what? Admit. Not action, admit. Everything here is an action. And that's that's what I want us to understand is that to, to live an authentic Christian life, we have to act on what we feel on the inside. Does that make sense? God is working in us and it's our responsibility and we're even commanded to do what God has told us to do. So when, well, how does that look in life? Well, everybody's a little different. But you could say that when you feel impressed to talk to one of your friends at school or something about Christ, was that you that thought of that? Or was that the spirit that's in you telling you to do that? Go ahead. It's the Spirit. The Spirit acts first, 
And then out of my own mind comes a thought, I need, I need to talk to that person about Christ, right? And the, the issue with a lot of people, me included, is I feel on the inside that God is telling me to do something. And then I have a thought that I should do what God is telling me to do, but then I don't act on it. So do you understand, you understand that? It's, we have to act as Christians. So first, how do we live an authentic Christian life? Well, the first thing we do is we admit what? That without Jesus, we can't do anything. I can't be a Christian without Christ. That's literally what the word means, right? Christ-like. I'm trying to be like Christ, so if I don't have Christ, in other words, if salvation hasn't come, it's going to be very hard for me to live the life of a Christian, right? I can't be like somebody if I don't know that person. And that's exactly the kind of relationship that God is commanding us to have is an action-filled, love-based, salvific, that's a big word, and you gotta, you got to excuse me, I'm a preacher, I like to use big words, based in salvation, relationship with Christ. That's, that's like base one. That's foundation. The Bible says that, that we're built upon the foundation of Jesus. Right? Everything that we do as a person, if it's built upon the foundation of Jesus, the Bible says it's going to be good. But if we're built upon anything other than Jesus, the results aren't going to be very good. So we admit that without Jesus we can do Nothing spiritually good. That's not to say that I can't get up here and have a speech ready, right? I know enough about the Bible. I could stand up here and I could teach you these things. But if I'm doing it out of my own experience and my own ambition and my own knowledge, I'm doing nothing good spiritually. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> Good deal. So we bring nothing to the table of our salvation. We know that's what the Bible says, that it's God that does the work. We're saved by grace through faith alone. That's in Romans. That is correct. It's in other places too, though. Not just Romans. Paul said it in Galatians. He said it in several different places. So if I don't bring anything to the table for my salvation, then it's logic that tells me, I can do nothing to produce what that salvation is producing in my life. That's why the Bible is actually pretty specific in Galatians 5 when it talks about the gifts or the fruit of the Spirit. Not the gifts, the fruit of the Spirit. Are we, are we told that we produce the fruit or that we bear the fruit? We're told that we bear the fruit. Matter of fact, y'all turn if you have your Bibles to Galatians 5. I think it's like verse 25, somewhere around there, 25, 26. <clears throat> and we can read it because that's, that's an important thing. I don't produce anything spiritually in my life. The Spirit does that. Galatians 5. We don't produce anything spiritual in our life, but we bear what the Spirit produces in our life. 
I should have bookmarked it. I knew we were going to go there. Galatians 5. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> that's it so it actually starts in verse 22 so but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law those things right there are all good things right yeah. but i cannot without christ produce those things in my life Right. Well, that's just it. The spirit within you as a safe person is trying to make you to understand that, hey, that ain't me. That ain't me. Right. So let's admit. Right. First things first. How do I live like a like a Christian? The first thing I do is I admit that this is something that I cannot do. Right. Pretty, pretty self-explanatory. We bring nothing to the table of salvation and we bear nothing without the Spirit of God first producing it, okay? John 15, 4 and 5 says, Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit. Okay, so did it say do, we, we can't produce fruit or we can't bear fruit? It said it can't, we can't bear fruit, right? As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine... So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, that's Jesus speaking. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we can admit that, then we can move on to the next step, which is pray. We get our mind right. We soberly go before God. God, I know I can't do this. So why are we praying? If I know I can't do it, then I need to ask for help, right? So prayer, pray for God's help. That's what we're praying for. If I know I can't do it and I'm commanded to act, well, then I better get some help if I'm going to do this, right? If we know that we can do nothing apart from Christ, we must pray so that uh, he does a work in us and then through us. Remember this acronym, HELP. Okay, Psalms uh, 86 and 1, so H in help is hear. Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. And Psalms 119 and 133, so H-E, establish my steps in your word. H-E-L, Psalms 79 and 8. Let your compassion quickly meet our needs because we are on the brink of despair. I'm, I'm going to print all this off for y'all. And then P, Psalm 16 and 1, protect me, God, because I take refuge in you. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I can do nothing good. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So admit... Pray and then trust. 
you can see the progression here. First, I admit I can do nothing. Then I pray for help. And what comes now is that very important action, trusting God to answer that prayer. So trust that God has a tailor-made promise for your situation and that you uh, and that he has already provided the necessary gifts for the task at hand. This is literally for everything in life. This isn't just for like church things. I know uh, John Piper said when, right before he preaches, he goes through this acronym, but before you take a test, you could do this. Before uh, a task is set before you, a soccer game, literally anything in your life. Because we're supposed to do everything as unto the Lord, right? So if I'm supposed to do that, then I can apply this acronym to every single thing. If I admit that I can't do it, I pray for God, to God for help, and I trust in Him to help me, then the Bible says that that promise is for me. If I ask Him, and it's in His will, which this is definitely in His will to walk in Him, then He's going to meet that need. Psalms 37 3 through 5 says, trust in the Lord and do good. So it's not enough to trust in him, but I have to act in that trust, right? That's that's what we call faith. It's trusting and faith, they go hand in hand. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. Philippians 4 and 19, we heard it on the on the little podcast, and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So what needs are we talking about? Are we talking about like a new car or a better job? You could definitely pray for those things, bring your petitions before the Lord, but what we're talking about specifically is how do I do life? Like how do I, how do I walk in this world who is not Christian and be a Christian? That's what we're talking about, pretty important stuff. And then we act on it. So I admit I can't do it. I pray to God for help. I trust that God hears me and he's going to answer that prayer. And then I do whatever task is set before me. That's what we do. Like the next time you take a test, try this. Try it. See what happens. Next time somebody points at you like I do and I say, hey, you want to answer a question? Try this. Just pray, Lord, help me. And then act. It's going to be good. We act in obedience to God's word. We don't just go off doing whatever we want to do, right? We, we adhere to the commandments of God. Yes, God must work good in us, but we are commanded to do things for God. That's the question, right? We act on his commandments. We walk in the spirit, and we're active in our faith. We're not just sitting idly by. God hasn't saved us and. To, to do nothing. He's put us into the kingdom to work for him. And we have scriptures that tell us that, that uh, the true Christians wait on the Lord by doing only what he commands. So we're not just sitting. I know if you think of the word wait, what do you think? Like a waiting room. It, like We're just sitting around doing nothing. But that's not what that word means. It means that we are actively doing what we know to do is right while we're waiting on God to tell us to do something else. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know what God has in store for me in my future, but I know I'm called to preach, and I know that I'm called to pastor this church, so I'm going to continue to do that until God one day 
tells me to do something else, or if he never tells me to do anything else, guess what I get to do? I get to preach, and I get to pastor, and I get to do the things that I know he's called me to do. Same thing for y'all. In, in, in where you are in life right now, I'm sure y'all are all praying to God if, if, if you're saved. Lord, what do you what what do you have for me to do? You know, if we're getting close to the end of school, what's the next step? It, it, what what am I supposed to be doing with life? It's a good that's a good question to have. It's not a bad prayer to have. Ask the Lord, and He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you through His Word. So Galatians five sixteen says, "But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires." of the flesh. So how do I walk as a Christian? By walking in the Spirit. And if I walk in the Spirit, that is if I act on what God is telling me, then I'm a lot less able to walk in the flesh. You can only walk in one or the other, right? Galatians 5 and 25 says, if we live by the Spirit, let us only walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. In other words, do what God told us to do. Right? Pretty simple. 1 John 2, six, uh, 3 through 6 says, By this we know that we have come to know him. So this is a pretty important verse, pretty important passage right here. If I am Christian, how do I know that? How do I know that what I'm doing is right? Well, he's told us in his word. It says if we keep his commandments. So, in other words, are you doing good works? Are you doing godly things in your life? Well, then know that you're not producing that. You're just burying what's happened on the inside. I find that fascinating, and I find that very comforting to know that even in, even in the challenges of my life, when I feel like a failure, when I feel like I'm not doing good as a Christian, even as a pastor of a church, I can sit back and I can pray and I can reflect on my life. And if I can see any fruit, any good righteousness that's in my life, that's not of me, that's of the Spirit. And if that's producing, being produced in my life and I'm bearing that, that, that means I have His Spirit. It's very comforting. Very comforting. Does that mean we're perfect all the time? Absolutely not. But that's the beauty of grace is that none of us are perfect, but that the Lord still sees fit to work in us. It's pretty good stuff. So the one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments, he's a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. And that was talking about Christ. And the last thing, if y'all remember, the last T of Aptet was what? Thanks. Thanks. So what's the last thing that we do with anything that God does in our life? We thank him. Because we started off with knowing that it's not me. right? I can't do this. So if any of this is happening in my life, then I need to thank God. Because it's God who's doing it. So we thank God for whatever good we bear out in our lives. That's, that's the whole thing. How do I know or how do I live the authentic Christian life? Well, it's by admitting it's not me, 
by praying to God for help, by trusting God for that help, and then going out and doing life, right? And then thanking God, having a thankful heart. When we see good works in our lives, when the world sees Christ in us, thank God, right? Because we know that it's not me. By living out aptet, uh, our only response to any good work is not to boast on ourselves because it's not us, right? But to thank God for it. We understand as Christians that we did not produce it, that is the good thing that, that we're looking at in our life, but that it came to bear in our lives by the work of the Spirit, okay? Truly a biblical worldview. We need to see everything like this. Like there's no small thing in your life. Everything that we do, we need to do it as unto the Lord. That's literally every single thing. When your parents tell you to get up and go take the trash out or whatever whatever chore you have, that's a good thing. Get up and do it, right? So to bear the fruit of good works, that is to prove we are Christians to the world and to ourselves, we must adapt and adopt uh, these things, these actions in our daily lives. We apply it daily to everything we face, every trial, every task, every opportunity, every open door, every closed door. Our day begins with it. Our day ends with it. This is how we live a Christian life, is by doing what God has commanded us to do. And if you bring everything to Him and you trust Him for the answer, and then you go out and you walk by faith, you walk in the Spirit, He's not going to let you down. Thank you for tuning in with us. Please like and follow us for weekly episodes just like the one you heard tonight. You can find us on all podcast platforms or online at www.todascriptoraministries.com. See you next time and God bless.